0: Hi and welcome back to the Why You Podcast, a safe space to jam about all things careers, boost your confidence, and of course answering the question that is our namesake, why you? The question that everybody dreads. So over this series, we're breaking down five principles that we think help answer that question: research, reflection, consistency, closing the gaps, and confidence. I'm Fee and I'm joined by Laura. Tell us what
1: we're gonna talk about today, Laura. So today we're talking about consistency. Which I think is a really important point because at the end of the day, you can have done all this research, figured out what you think that the company's looking for, what you think the hiring manager's looking for. You can have done this amazing reflection and have some really compelling points about why you're the right person for the job. And then if you're not consistent and clear with that narrative throughout the interview process, it can kind of fall on deaf ears and make it a bit of a waste of time, especially if you've got stuff that's inconsistent or contradictory that really like raises some of those unnecessary red flags with recruiters or the manager. So that's my take on why it's important. Yes, it's so key to it. We've talked about
0: in reflection, like you've thought about yourself and the value that you bring. And if you're not hitting those points and you're not bringing to life what you've put out on the page in your application, that's 100% where it falls over. But I'm going to go quite micro into consistency, in particular, fonts. (laughs) resume fonts inconsistent oh god no comic sans please (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh definitely not but like honestly particularly when it's any job that has a lot of applicants those are the types of things that can just start to diminish the great stuff that you've done and the important content but unfortunately that can really weigh into the impression that somebody isn't isn't the right fit particularly in an office job you know if you can't put together a basic document in a good format it's a hundred percent people will be like well you're not going to be able to make a good document at work that is just the immediate thought connection rightly or wrongly that is the impression that you give so it doesn't always have to be fonts but that is a personal bugbear of like (laughs) just wildly different styles keep it simple there's a bazillion templates out there You don't have to make it look really pretty and designed, particularly if it's not, you know, an industry that bothers with that. But just consistency of like, are your bullet points aligned? Are your headings clear? Like, make it easy to read the same. You know, we talk a lot about considering viewing yourself as a product. It comes back to that same thing. Like, are you going to pick up the product pamphlet that? is all over the place and is really hard to follow. Like, wait, where do I see the bit about how much this costs? And where do I see the bit about how I'm never going to get out of this contract? (laughs) No, you want the one that's like nice, clear and crisp. It tells you what you want to know right up front. So sort of think about it that way. And even then things more like, you know, like the dates, how you're talking about the companies, that consistency is so important. So I've read resumes and cover letters where they've contradicted themselves from something they say in the cover letter to something they Or LinkedIn, they say in
1: that's a first check too. Oh, I swear yes. people like, well, check you out on LinkedIn, that's like the first thing employers do. And if what's on your LinkedIn is totally different yes. to your resume, that is a big red flag. Yeah, and people
0: actively will retract jobs. If, if that stuff is inconsistent, like
1: it's, you can't really get away with that sort of thing. But then Fee, on that point, what do you think? Cause it's still like a fine line between in that point, you still want to tailor things to the employer. So obviously there's going to be stuff that you want to be personalized to the employer. But I think when we're saying different to LinkedIn, we're saying wildly different titles of jobs, you know, completely missing stuff off yeah. your resume that's on LinkedIn or vice versa, like that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. And length of service. Yeah. Like it just smacks of like, I haven't taken the care to update yeah. it. Like I have five years experience of this. And then in the resume, you're like, well, you've got three. Yeah. But like you haven't updated it clearly or, but that's the things that either the AI that is looking at resumes in a really, really big company or like really mass hire jobs, hmm. like a lot of frontline things. That's an AI reading that the first time and so they're looking for key things and so it can chuck you into the no pile potentially if it's not able to pick that up or it notes inconsistency. I don't know how smart everyone's AI is. Sometimes (laughs) it's just basic stuff like do you meet core eligibility criteria, whatever it is for people, but it's that it could be, you know, simple tracking software to highlight certain things, but then it's a person and having been someone who's had to sit there and read through like hundred plus resumes for a job you are glancing at certain things and stuff that stands out is those ones that make you twitch your eye and be like oh that's out of sync or you know that's probably just the nerd in (laughs) me being pedantic about it but it it really
1: (laughs) no I would definitely say I agree if there's like bullet points all over some have full stops some don't have full stops you're starting anything with lowercase like that just
0: (laughs) it puts you off Yeah, it's just the consistency if you really believe that you have to have a full stop at the end of every bullet point do it for all of them like it's truly just the literal sense of consistency Mm. that it does really have a massive impact because that is the correlation people will make. Mm. Like this is the type of content I can expect to see from you in your emails at work or in the documents that you have to do. Mm people are going to assume then yeah you're sloppy
1: or you don't you can't use them
0: yeah Yeah, exactly and I and I hesitate to say that because it's it's rough that sounds so harsh but it's true though again like subconsciously that's the message that's the brand that you're showing so if, if it's not your forte like get some help or look up templates there's so many good ones and then check all the things check that numbers make sense and things line up have somebody else Have a quick look over it. Have someone
1: else check it. It's probably one sidebar I'd make here, Fee. I mean, you and I are really passionate about this and we'll probably talk quite a lot about diversity and inclusion throughout the podcast. But, you know, I want to call out here, I mean, obviously, like just one example off the top of my head, like people who struggle with dyslexia, for example, like this is going to be a challenge and that's where I am hoping that a lot of these recruitment processes are making it safe and accessible for people to say when they need reasonable adjustments and when they feel like they need some support for stuff like this because while we're having a bit of a laugh about inconsistency and formatting, like that is the reality of what a lot of recruiters and hiring managers will look at. Mm. If you're someone who, for whom that is actually just really it's impossible or very difficult to do, first of all, I hope you feel safe to be able to like say that and have a conversation with the recruiter and that they can consider and make adjustments and support you because they should be if they're a decent Mm. company. And definitely like you said, this is where also getting, you know, a sense check for anyone honestly is very useful having a few eyes over it. But Mm. yeah, I think that's just something that struck me as you were chatting Firstly, thank you for interrupting my
0: rant because I will literally talk about <laughs> this for hours.
1: But I think it makes me think of
0: something that I think I'd like to disclose to our listeners, which hopefully mm. at this point is obviously going to be millions of people. <laughs> but I, <laughs> uh, I'm a person with a disability. I have a vision impairment. And so part of it becomes a superpower that I'm really good at identifying like patterns or shapes and things. So it does naturally – some of this stuff does naturally stand – out for me from the way I view the world but I also miss stuff so the importance of having somebody with good vision to look over things for me is just a part of any application that I do because 100% I will miss things everybody does though that's not unique to somebody Mm. with a vision impairment to your point but yeah I agree like you know finding ways that work for you for whatever you need to help you through the process and sometimes absolutely I would hope by now all recruiters Offer that and, and give you that opportunity to let people know where you might need support through a process or need something that's a little bit different to the norm. You know, I think we're making so many good strides towards a more accessible mm. world. But remember as well that like, there's people that can help and there's tools, there's AI, there's all sorts of things that can help you with that. It's absolutely important to just yeah, don't expect yourself to make everything perfect first time you don't in any other part of your life. Right. So mm. people get tripped up being resumes, like it can feel really vulnerable to yeah, show people. And f- I don't know why, but there's some it's a weird sense of shame that people have about resumes <laughs> and showing other people. And I have never been able to unpack what it is, um, but I've done a lot of work with people to help work through their resumes. And I I have to actively stop myself doing it with people when I see their resumes. I would love to write to so many candidates, be like, hello, please make these three edits and it'll look so much better. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it because it's just somebody else looking over it. and And so, you know, find the people who can do that with you and find those small bits of consistency. Mm. The little tweaks can make a massive difference. So we've gone incredibly micro. Is there
1: some more macro points you want to make? There's something that just strikes in terms of consistency that's not just say like formatting documents but actually consistency between say what you've written and your behavior. So a good example is mm-hmm. you know graduate recruitment processes. They're lengthy and so you know an employer is seeing you through a lot of different stages and that could include your, your cover letter and your answers to written questions and your resume could include video interviews and then you end up with these assessment centers potentially by the end of it. If you are going through a process like that, a clear example of inconsistency to me is you highlight things like being a great team player and collaboration in your cover letter and your resume or your responses to the, the organization's questions. And then we get to assessment center day and you've got a group activity and you're jumping in there and you're interrupting people and you're, you're always the one who's like, I'm going to whiteboard this, but and you're only writing down the ideas that you raised. Mm. So I think that's probably another part of consistency. I think is like stands out to me. I don't know, Fee, what your experiences have been with that. Yeah, totally. It's, it's about being authentic through that
0: whole part mm. and I think we'll, we'll probably touch on that and like confidence and, you know, authenticity is part of that. But yeah, don't put a bunch of stuff <laughs> out there that you can't back up. You know, it has to be consistent with your performance throughout the application process and as an employee. So yeah, there's, there's no way around kind of bringing that document to life. It has to also be a consistent representation of who you are
1: as a person. Yeah, 100%. And I think the other point that we've talked a bit about before is just this consistency versus rote learning or scripting. Like to me, consistency isn't that you use the exact same example in every stage of a recruitment process. And I'm not saying you can never use the same example. You can. But when you have just clearly learnt the exact scripting and something's presented in the same way, it's very hard to believe it's authentic unless you can really see that someone's visibly nervous and they're obviously mm. using that to help you know boost their own confidence. What I think is consistency is, for example, so one of my top personal values is work ethic, and you can show that in lots of ways. So to me, that can be demonstrated through examples when I talk about extracurricular that I do, or when I talk about commitment to sport, that I'm passionate about club leadership and getting involved with my teams. That's an example of the difference to Mm. me between rote learning and scripting something and showing that maybe work ethics, one of the three things I want to convey in an interview process and showing it consistently through various examples. So I don't know, Fee, what your thoughts are on that, but that just stood out to me. I think you've nailed the point there. Like it can come,
0: you don't want to be generic, I think is the flip of it where you can just sound absolutely scripted and you haven't, it's not showing any thought or Mm. human behind the points and and absolutely you can have those tools that help you have a consistent message when you're nervous and things, but you can still change it up slightly or tweak it to the question. But similar to some of our points in the early episodes, like if you're just regurgitating information that the company has put out there, it's obvious. If you are just saying the same thing over and over again, it is obvious people can see through that. And those are the reasons that you might be getting a no instead of a yes. And so finding the way to relate to it more and add something to it or show why it is meaningful to you or to h- consistently show whatever you're trying to show the the values that you bring the behaviors that you have the experience that you have those are the things
1: that showcase why you're the fit for the job I love that and I think it's a good segue to close off this episode on consistency fee and get ready to talk about closing the gap in our next episode but we want to thank you for taking time out with us us and hopefully you've enjoyed this little jam session we'll see you soon see you next time bye